I'm Tyler. Jesus Marimba. Dennery. <laughs> I'm Connery. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts, Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> and we may have already blown out the mics, but this is the franchise. <laughs> and today we're covering yet another franchise. Uh, we are doing specifically 90s Batman. I guess you could include 80s because this is 89. But you know what we're talking about. Yes. You know what we mean. (laughs) (laughs) The Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher Batmans. Uh, So, of course, we're starting with 1989 Batman, starring Michael Keaton as Batman, Mm -hmm. uh, Kim Basinger as Vicki Vale, and Jack Nicholson as Joker. He, he, he. And uh, Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. Yes, of course. And boy, oh boy, (laughs) does he not have a lot to do in this movie. He does not. (laughs) (laughs) We'd have loved to see him in Batman Forever, but I guess we'll get to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I decided to do these Batman movies. I guess um, my personal thinking is like, oh yeah, you know, Dark Knight, that trilogy, uh, Chris Nolan's Batman movies are, you know, more recent, but I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do these. Cause it's like, hey, let's go look back at these. I especially remember liking, um, <laughs> may, I guess maybe this is controversial, may, but I feel like it's it's cooled down at this point where I kind of like the Joel Schumacher batman movies because i just think they're so goofy and and fun yeah i think i've never seen them all all the joel schumachers all the way through so i'm excited to watch those (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) those are definitely the ones i grew up watching the most um this one is probably the one i've seen the least out of all four of these uh i used Mm. to just catch it on cable like all the time as a kid so yeah it's pretty interesting coming back to it but yeah and i also said connor if we cover twilight I'll, I'll throw some Batman your way. <laughs> and I said, deal. <laughs> <laughs> now we're both Twihards. And we're yeah. both Bat, uh, I don't know. Bat boys. Bat boys, there you go. <laughs> Man, Batman has some like a lot of just real bats in this cave. I guess he always does. And I'm like, that's got to be unsanitary at this point. Yeah, all the guano. There's like a lot of stuff in comics of like Alfred having to like pick up bat guano <laughs> and just like keep the bat cave tidy. <laughs> Do you think the Batmobile runs on bat guano? I mean, it'd be a good reusable energy source, I'd imagine, <laughs> but I don't think it does. <laughs> I don't think Batman would use reusable energy, would he? He'd just use, like, coal for his vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does have that fire engine. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> I think he would, especially in modern-day Batman. He's He is very forward-thinking with that kind of stuff. He, and that's why I think a lot of people are like, oh, he's just an angry billionaire he's very much a forward-thinking billionaire if anything he tries to be the good guy and be like the opposite of lex luther but i mean he, he's, he's still a businessman billionaire businessman who kind of doesn't even know what's going on in his own company <laughs> yeah. as is kind of te- made testament by james tinian's late, latest uh, batman comic where he has no idea what the hell's going on in his company and loses all of his money <laughs> and then ruker howard just goes didn't you oh no wait yeah that was ruker howard he goes didn't you get the memo and then at the end of the movie uh <laughs> Morgan Freeman goes, didn't you get the memo? <laughs> yeah, right, didn't you get the memo? You're fired. <laughs> but that's a different movie. Yeah, I guess before we get into Batman proper, what's what's new with you, Connery? Totally pretend that we didn't record this back-to-back with other episodes. <laughs> right. Well, what's new with me is this morning I did my um, mail-in ballot, so I filled everything Yay. out. I'm going to probably mail it in tomorrow morning. Just because uh, this, we were doing this later in the afternoon, so I'm like, I'll just. And my mom's coming by. I was like, I'll just mail it in tomorrow. But I wanted to get it all filled out and ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to go, all filled out, and I have my nice little I voted sticker on my bulletin board. So I'm like, hooray! Nice. And you, of course, voted for Kanye West for VP of the Independent Party. Yes. I mean, there really was no other option, <laughs> and I feel very strongly he'll win. 
<laughs> even though he's on the only on the ballot like in California. I was very confused. I saw that. I'm like, like that can't be the real Kanye. I'm like, oh my god, wait, yes it uh, is. <laughs> for not even. Oh, you know what? When does this episode come out? I really hope the election didn't happen. <laughs> oh god, it, it, the election has not happened yet. No, this. Uh, wait, actually, maybe it has. <gasps> oh no, let me check my. Yeah, it has. Calendar. Well, so this come. Yeah, it has. Oh god. <laughs> Keep all this in for sure, but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope things go well, or I hope things yep, get we're well. S- <laughs> yep, we're still in an uncertain bubble right now of fear because the craft legacy comes out so late compared to when we release it. Um, we'll definitely tell mm-hmm. you to vote then if you haven't. Please vote. Please, I hope you have voted for for Billy D. Williams for Harvey Dent. <laughs> I believe in Billy D. Williams. <laughs> I do like his giant, like, Citizen Kane-like poster. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. I guess Charles Foster Kane, but y- you know what I mean. Yeah, well, that that's pretty much what's new with me. How about you, my dude? Yeah, not that much. I guess I'll just recommend a movie. Um, yeah. This documentary called Feels Good Man. It's about, uh-huh. it's a whole documentary about Pepe the Frog and how he was, like, basically stolen <laughs> from the original comic mm-hmm. artist, uh, Matt Fury. I think the comic's called Boys Club. It was just reappropriated for like 4chan and then became like an alt-right thing. And it just tracks mm-hmm. that whole history and like half the movie basically they follow Matt Fury along in his life. And he just seems like a super like chill guy who just wanted to make art. <laughs> and he's like finally like pursuing like, I guess you could say justice for all this stuff like lawsuits and everything. Including uh, oh, good. <laughs> including a lawsuit with Alex Jones, which is pretty funny. <laughs> but it's really comprehensive with that whole history of, of everything that happened with Pepe the Frog. Because, um, yeah, a lot of people still uh, may not know that it was just from a comic originally. Um, it was definitely not a hate symbol at some point. Um, so, yeah, it was really interesting, especially if you're into indie, indie comics like I am. Check that out. I had to rent it from Amazon. Uh, you may be able to find it from other places like iTunes, but... I don't think it's for free anywhere right now, but definitely I think it's worth it and it's topical. Great. But um, yeah, I did send in my ballot two days ago and uh, I hope it worked. <laughs> yeah, me too. As long as we didn't mail it into like a gross skeevy um, fake box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I can't believe that's a thing. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, by the time that this episode comes out, probably much more ridiculous things have happened and we're all crying. I'm sure. Yeah, we're all crying. I I firmly believe that. Yes. Either in joy or fear, but probably fear. Fear. <laughs> if it's fear. But, um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we just get into this movie? I guess. Do you want to ask me what my history with Batman no. is? Since I'm the only guest <laughs> yeah. on the show. Well, fine. I was gonna say. I guess we should <laughs> preface this just with Batman proper, like just in general, because I think you said you like you've only seen this one like once, right? Yeah, I only seen this one once other time in Batman Returns as so, well. So yeah, so you're a true bathead. <laughs> I'm not. I guess not in the movie sense. No, and I, I want to address this just on the show in general. Everyone who knows me, I feel like maybe knows my my preference towards Batman as a character in general, and mostly his th- theme of turning loss into a symbol of strength and being like, all right, I'm gonna make sure this never happens to anybody ever again, and kind of devoting himself to that. So I like that a lot, but. Other than that, I wasn't a huge Batman fan my entire life at all. I actually first got into the comics. Uh, you know what? I'll take, I take this back. In middle school, the first Batman movie I ever saw was The Dark Knight. I skipped Batman, Batman Begins because I thought it looked quote-unquote dumb at the time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I, basically, I was my friend's birthday party, and he was like, oh, I'm going to see The Dark Knight. I'm like, oh, okay. It's a superhero movie, Batman. I'll watch it. And I was like, wow, that was really, really good. And then I dropped it and didn't think about Batman until the summer of my senior year of high school. 
I was uh, on I was on a choir tour. And we were in London, and that was my last time there. So yeah, we were in London, and Grayson was there too. She was a freshman. I was a senior, and my mom came to meet us after the tour was over because we were going to fly over to Italy. This is my my jet setting life at the time. And but she said, "Here's Batman." No, 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 not at all. But. We went to, because uh, I wasn't kind of collecting graphic novels at the time, too. I was just kind of like, no, wait, no, I wasn't even into that. Jeez, wow. This is so this funny. This was just like classical show tunes, Connery, before comics even? Yes, this is just classic show tunes, wow. Connery, where I was just like, was like show tunes, pre-Fraser, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so I was I was like, yeah, show tunes, blah, blah, Broadway. You were in your larval stage. All that jazz. Yeah, in my larval <laughs> stage before I fully cocooned. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. I forgot why, but we saw this uh, comic book store called, uh, what was it called? Crap. In London. They have one in New York as well, which is cool. But we went in there. Mom was like, why don't you go in here? I'm like, no, no, it's dorky. Like, I don't want to go in there. It's comic books. It's lame. It's dumb. And she's like, why don't you just go in? I know you're into all this stuff. And I was like, fine. We'll go inside. I'm not going to find anything. Like, fine. No. I secretly love this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I secretly love this thing. But like, I'm not going to know where to start. Like, it's impossible to get into comics. Like, I'm not going to know even where to I'm begin. I'm too cool for this. I'm in choir. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I did show tunes all four years of high school. <laughs> anyway, so I we walk into this store and I'm wandering and of course I love all the art. It just looks so cool. And I'm wandering around. I'm like, this is really nice and awesome. And I'm just staring at this bookshelf. And this employee comes up to me and he goes, "What? What are you like? What are you looking for? Like, are you lost? Like, what? 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 What exactly are you? What? Like, want to find here?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know." He's like, "What? What superheroes are you into?" And I was like, "Uh." batman i guess and he said okay um then uh i know the perfect place for you to start and i was like oh no is this gonna be like batman number one or something it's like eight hundred dollars or something exactly yeah so i was like oh so i just didn't have my hopes up and he hands me this graphic novel by jim lee and tim sale it's called batman hush and he was like this is the perfect place to start. yeah i guess yeah in hindsight that is a pretty good place to start it's pretty like standalone you know Mm -hmm. and uh it's a new villain, and yeah, I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of stuff I like about that comic. Yeah, it's great. It has like a Poison Ivy Superman fight where like she controls Superman, and it's it's awesome. Batman and Catwoman team There's up. There's some good like detecting in that book too, right? It's been a little while yeah, since he, I've read it. But. Yeah, he's a really, he actually plays detective in that one mm -hmm. a lot, which is awesome. And yeah, and then after I read it, I read that thing probably like 10 times over the course of like my vacation overseas, and I was just like, obsessed when i got home and i was like okay now i collect graphic novels yeah. and you haven't stopped and i have not stopped and then my mom for one birthday got me the actual magazines and then it's all been downhill from there yeah. <laughs> was it just so did this really just start kind of like on a fluke you're like oh i like batman because it's like one of the ones you knew like and like seems just more your proclivity as opposed to like superman or like x-men or something like that or yeah it, it really did kind of start off as a fluke i i liked batman in general just and then i the more him i read the more i liked and i was like well i really like kind of down to earth um street superheroes more so than i enjoy alien threats because yeah. it feels more real to me for whatever reason like i enjoy superman from time to time but i can never really get into his stories as much as i can get into a batman story yeah i mean i haven't read nearly as much superman as batman i've like i've never read a storyline ever with like brainiac or something like that like a lot of like mm. galactic stuff or 
Actually, <laughs> I feel like I should know, know more about Brainiac at this point, but he's just like a super smart, intelligent like AI, right? Yeah, he's like a hyper smart AI that just like wants to collect about cultures and like learn everything there is to know in like the multiverse. Yeah. What I do like is that Superman's main villain is just this guy who's like a maniacal. He's like he's just evil Bruce Wayne, I guess, is Lex Luthor. Exactly, yeah. He's evil Bruce Wayne. I always like in a comics when bruce wayne and lex luther like pit are pitted against each other for like business reasons more so than yeah. like crime fighting was it injustice where uh lex luther like teams up because superman's gone evil or is that yeah it's like an it's like an alternate universe where like lex luther's always been a good guy and he's now like helping the batman resistance yeah <laughs> it's good anyway that's long story short that's my batman history nice and uh wait so you didn't did you say you did watch this movie then on that trip or no i didn't that's the thing i i then i went back and watched batman begins for the first time I was like oh my god i like batman begins more than i like the dark knight and and yeah and then i watched batman dark knight rises and they came out being real jazzed about that and then i didn't watch these honestly till college yeah it's kind of like a thing that's like a generation before i guess mm -hmm. you know like a lot of them but because i don't think i saw any of them in theaters even like batman and robin i may have seen that in theaters yeah. when i was like little because uh, when did that come out like 97 uh yeah mm. and but i just remember watching these on tv all the time i'm pretty sure i had the vhs's of uh, batman forever and, and batman and robin <laughs> but even uh like this one i've definitely seen the least just because it came out earlier but i would watch on cable and uh mm. batman returns well i guess i, I have like an aunt and uncle that are like 10 years older than me i think I, yeah batman returns i would watch sometimes because i think they had the vhs of it because that movie's like mm. a, a bit darker <laughs> and <It is>. bizarre <laughs> and like i kind of like it a lot but yeah i think I definitely saw the movies. I saw these movies first and then Dark Knight trilogy. Mm. But I guess around Dark Knight time, maybe a little after that, I started getting more into comics, Batman mm. comics. And, you know, uh, past and future guest Cameron Takeda would uh, give me some Batman comics here and there. But I think you're really like the tome of Batman <laughs> that you just, just, yeah, especially when we're living together for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had like my bookshelf was like, I, no, I just have that kind of spread around. Now, I in my new place, I have literally just a bookshelf that's devoted to Batman, and it's it's rather long now, mostly for the actual comics here, more so than the graphic novels. But I'm like, I'm gonna have to maybe make room for another shelf at some <laughs> point because I'm running out of room. Yeah, I think especially at that time, that's when Scott Snyder, like the new Fifty Two stuff, was coming out, and mm -hmm. he was doing like, Court of Owls, so it was pretty interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I guess that's yeah. when I got back into Batman and I kind of went like backwards with that. Um, read mm -hmm. some of the Dark Knight Returns stuff and, mm -hmm. but I would say, yeah, can you think of like your top three, I guess, Batman comics? Oh, sure. Um, my top three shit. So Frank Miller's Batman is obviously there just because Returns and be and Returns and what's, what's on? Uh, year one are so seminal. So he's probably one of my favorite authors for that in general. I always feel shitty because I need to learn more of the artist's names. It's a hard toss-up for me, but I think Scott Snyder takes my number two slot just because I like his stuff a lot. It's more of like an action-y, crazy Batman. Mm -hmm. I, and I miss his horror tones a lot. I feel like he's gone more zany and action-y these days than he has uh, in his beginning of his Batman run on the 50, New 52 because... He made some great horror stuff, and I was like, this is awesome. And now he's kind of like, more like, it's out there, everything's crazy, and while it, well, it's fun in a sense, I miss his spooky stuff. And uh, I think finally, my last my last favorite one, if you're just giving me a top three, is going to be Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth, because that's the only Batman book to actually scare me. That's uh, Is that Grant Morrison? It is. And uh, 
why am I uh, Dave McKean. Dave McKean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I still haven't read that one, but yeah, Dave McKean does uh, a lot of crazy art. <laughs> mm-hmm, he does. I, I when I was in high school, I think I was at Barnes and Noble, and I picked it up. I was like, oh, what's this? And I kind of heard about Grant Morrison before, and so I was like, okay, I'll pick this up. And I started reading it, and I was like. Oh my god, this is freaky as hell. Like he draws Dave McKean draws the draws the Joker like terrifying. <laughs> like everything looks horrifying. Yeah, I love uh, I love Grant Morrison in general. I'm trying to think of, but I don't think there's like a certain. I haven't read that one. I always remember. I forgot. I almost did some uh, Tate Hollander erasure. He'll be on this pod at some time at some point. <laughs> my friend Tate. Um, I think he's he lent me like in high school like the Long Halloween. Is that the one with Calendar Ooh. Man? And the yes, gangsters and yes, stuff. I remember really liking that one a lot. And I think there's a couple of those books. Again, it's been like 10 years since I've read them. I like that a lot. <laughs> you said mentioned Frank Miller. I love All-Star Batman. Like, I know some people like really hate <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like it a lot, too. That's the thing. Like, everyone's like, I hate it. I'm like, I like it. Like, it's totally, he's crazy. It's kind of like the most realistic portrayal of Batman where he's just like nuts and like really intense and just like beats the crap <laughs> out of everyone, including Robin. <laughs> and it's really dark yeah. and bizarre but i love it because of that i'm like yeah this is what batman would be like if he was a real person who like put all his money into crime fighting tools instead of like trying to help society through like (laughs) helping the city with money yeah through more polite means instead he just like heavily invests in arms and weaponry and is just a total fascist (laughs) madman yeah those and i can't think of any other ones really right now but hush i always really liked a lot too but so in case you haven't noticed there's no guest because connery is the guest in a way because he's such a wealth of knowledge Uh batman and you know scheduling things so (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's hard we had to we we had to get fast on this one yeah but yeah there was one more thing i wanted to bring up but i think that was it all right yeah but yeah i guess we should just get into the movie at this point let's do it yeah, what was your what was your overall impressions? I'm very curious. I enjoyed it. I was kind of surprised about uh, especially the opening where I thought that was the Waynes at first. I'm like, oh, these aren't the Waynes. Yeah, it's pretty great. Like, I thought that too because it's been a while since I've seen it. I'm like, oh, that's a nice little like trick, like misdirect. It's like, oh, we look like tourists over here. I'm like, oh, is this them? Like, this isn't exactly how it happened, but it looks like close enough. Yeah, I was like, I always, I always like when batman does even the comics movies do that where like it's a family similar to his and he's able to save them from like a similar situation yeah and that's like the whole thing i guess that's the whole impetus of batman you know like that hits him closest Mm -hmm. to home yeah like you think it's the waynes about to get like mugged and killed but it's just Mm -hmm. really the first reveal of batman him saving them so that's a pretty cool like cyclical kind of intro i like that a lot yeah and he does that cape spread yeah. thing like three different times. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's some goofy stuff in this movie that, like, I feel at this point's not supposed to be that goofy. You know, <laughs> like he's just even the fight at the end when he's fighting some of the henchmen. He's just like getting the crap beaten out of him. He really does. I was like, I was like, man, you did not learn jujitsu or like any of the other crazy. You're just like billionaire decided to put on a suit one day huh yeah and that's well i think we'll get more into it later but i i do like michael keaton's batman in certain ways in that he's just like not like anybody else it's like he's just the most yeah kind of is the most all-star batman like he's not like that crazy or like he's not like fascist and stuff but he's uh he's disturbed he's definitely disturbed and at the very least incredibly socially awkward (laughs) but um you know how you wake up and you put on your shoes, and you go downstairs, and you kiss someone, and what am I trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And speaking of shoes, there's that one scene. I know this is it is way later, but when he's in the Batcave and Vicky Bale's there, he's wearing like such a look. It's like a black turtleneck and just like dad jeans. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the jeans. <laughs> like, he's wearing jeans. And I'm like, they're not showing his feet. I'm like, unless I missed it, I'm like, he's got to be wearing like white New Balances. He's got like straight like Jerry Seinfeld look right now. Like, goth Seinfeld. I'm so glad we're talking about because I literally have it written down my notes. Like he's wearing jeans. <laughs> But um, at least for me, this movie definitely, um, I think it gets a lot of stuff about Batman right. Mm-hmm. There are a lot, still a fair amount of things that I'm like, that's not exactly Batman, but it, I don't think it does anything so egregious. You'll probably have different opinions on it, but it definitely feels like the proto-Batman movie in a way. It's like, it's the first serious very one. Much. Obviously, the production design is really beautiful. It's very gothic, and like the overall tone of this movie, I think, is pretty operatic. Mm-hmm. But it's also like... It's just so different from, I guess, especially the Zack Snyder stuff, which is just like hyper action kind of stuff at points. It's hyper action strives to be operatic, which is, I think, the worst part about it. Yeah, like it's like more slow-mo stuff, but this is like gothic and operatic in just like the complete tone and feel of it. Yeah, Gotham City has such a personality just in general. Like Tim Burton is such a great job always with that stuff. Yeah, and like I said, Michael Keaton's Batman is just very... (laughs) He does just seem kind of like a wild guy in an outfit. Like, it's like he's not like a martial arts master. He's just like kind of deranged still. But yeah, or a detective. He's just like, I I heard about this thing happening. I'm going to kick some ass. (laughs) Well, he does solve like the makeup crisis and stuff. But, oh yeah, he does. That's right. He but uh, to that point, he starts off the movie by I, I mean, you know, those those people do those two guys mug the family. But mm-hmm. Batman just comes and like basically beats up those. They're like they just, <laughs> Batman just basically punches a dirty hobo man like through a door, and it's like that's pretty intense. Like that guy didn't even. Yeah. I, wait, no, he shot at him first, right? Yeah. yeah, he shot at him. He gets shot a lot in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he does, and he also blows up a lot of people. <laughs> he does. He destroys Axis chemicals. I'm like, okay, so this is All-Star Batman where he really doesn't give a shit about murdering people. Yeah. Which, uh, doesn't Harley do that also in Birds of Prey? Um, I think she blows up Axis chemicals also. Yeah, except her, her, she doesn't have any qualms about murdering people. Yeah. Oh, no, I just, I just forgot that it happens in two different movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> they just call him the Bat in this intro. But then just immediately, they're like, who are you? He's like, I'm Batman. <laughs> Super casual about it, too. It's not even, like, scary. It's like, I'm Batman. Yeah, I remember the Dark Knight series, especially when Batman Begins came out, people made fun of, like, Christian Bale's voice, which um, I didn't, you know, I don't mind, especially now. Like, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, you don't want to sound just like Bruce Wayne, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you sound like Bruce Wayne. I'm dating Bruce Wayne. That's definitely who you are. <laughs> Michael Keaton's just like, I'm Batman. And it's just like, like cool. he also doesn't seem to care too much when people find out his identity. No, not really at all. Especially when Vicky Vale comes into like the Batcave, he's like, "Oh hi." Yeah. So now you see, I'm I'm Batman, and she's like, "Neat." Yeah, and they lock the Batman suit in like a big vault instead of like a display case. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just starting. He'll become more proud of his crime fighting as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the bat suit? Because. I guess this, you know, this is the first time it's shown very early in the movie, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah. What do you think of this design compared to, uh, I guess, without getting too much into detail with, like, just general looks in the comics, and but especially the mm-hmm. movies, what do you think? It's very stiff, yeah. I think. That's a, what I noticed is the 89 suit is super duper, like, stiff, as in, like, he's, like, moving his full, like, body to turn around yeah. instead of his, like, neck or it's anything. It's <laughs> It's, it's very rubbery. I love the bat insignia a lot. I'm always a fan of, like, the black on yellow. 
Yeah. Because I, I like the idea of being like, he always says it's a target, and so people like aim for it, and it's the most, of course, heavily armored place on his body. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. at this point, um, even the new one coming out with Rob Pattinson, like, I, I don't even know at this point, because the movie's not out, but this might be a spoiler for anyone listening, but, um, <laughs> like, the uh, bat symbol is, like, looks, it's supposed to be the gun that killed his parents that he wears on his chest, yeah. um, which is pretty brutal. And even like Zack Snyder Batman, it's just like very like tactical looking. Same with same with mm-hmm. Christian Bale. Everyone's black on yeah, black. Yeah, so it's like I I was like mm, this looks kind of silly, but like I like it because this this movie's such a good mixture of like serious and like comic book sens- sensibilities. I think. Yeah, um, very much. It's like, like obviously it's not set in the real world, so just like have fun. <laughs> yeah, and there's even some like Batman Incorporated where like he uses that black and yellow thing as like a flashlight, so he can turn it on, just like acts <laughs> as a flashlight. <laughs> like that's neat. It's dorky and neat. He just has a flashlight that has most of the flashlight like not on. <laughs> Useless. Like the main center focal point in the flashlight doesn't work. <laughs> cool. That's pretty silly, but I like it. Yeah. He's pretty stripped down, too, in terms mm-hmm. of his gadgets and everything. It's just kind of like the classic stuff. He has, like, the... I don't think he even... He doesn't even have a battering in this movie. He has... No, he just has his grappling hook. And some other tools that are pretty random, like that one guy's going to kick at him with his knife feet, and then he, like, has a little <laughs> spring hand thing that pushes him back. Right. He can also deflect bullets, which I thought was a nifty new Batman thing. Is that with his arms or? Um... Yeah, he did it with like his like uh, blade arms, and he's just like that ting, and I was like, oh, okay, sure, deflect bullets. That's a new yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> so I think I think his suit, yeah, it looks very stiff and rubbery. It works mm-hmm. in terms of like it's very iconic. I think. Yeah, it matches the architecture around him. Yeah, sure. I, like especially I don't know if I already said this, but I love the pointy how pointy the ears are. It's like the probably mm-hmm. the pointiest <laughs> bat mask that uh pointiest cowl i've seen yeah see i'm very into the the long pointy ears especially in, in batman costume and comics makes me a little sad because his costume has now been his ears are kind of little nubbins now which makes me a little bummed yeah i guess i always like it when batman is more like gothic and, and surreal than uh mm-hmm. it just gets to a point when he's like super tactical or like it's a little less fun for me. Yeah. But. My, my favorite suit of all time, though, if we're talking about Batman suits, I like Greg Capullo's suit, where I think he made it, like, right towards the end of the New 52, where... No, wait, no, it's like it's like directly after that Batman when Batman comes back from, of course, losing his memories and then getting them back <laughs> to remembering he's Batman. You you know that Jim Gordon was in like a giant robot bat suit for a while. Yeah, right? I never read that that series, but yes. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> and then wasn't uh, Barbara Batman for a while or Batgirl? Like I know she's Batgirl in general, uh, but or Batwoman. She's never ever adopted the mantle of like Batman or Batwoman, which honestly kind of peeves me off because i kind of would like to have her maybe assume the mantle at some point but whatever she was batgirl in the comics and then yeah. she became oracle yeah then she and became batwoman oracle, which... is someone else i forget her character's name yeah she's dating renee montoya right. or is married to her one of those things i cassandra kane's her name cassandra yeah right, right right but uh yeah the greg capullo one you're talking about like that icon- like kind of just like classic gray with the black robe. Mm-hmm. yeah it's just kind of like yeah but but what's called he, this new one he designed? It, it kind of adds color to it. Where like the black Batman symbol has like a yellow outline around it, but it's very like slight, so it adds some color there. The inline of Batman's cape is like a dark, dark purple instead of just being black. So it kind of plays with like his first appearance costume, mm-hmm. and even his gloves are a little bit more like dark, dark, dark purple. Oh yeah, I think I see this. Mm-hmm. He has like some knee pads, and he has a utility yeah. belt like garter on his leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> He was just at a wedding. Um, 
<laughs> he was just at a wedding. All... Well, he had a wedding. It didn't go very well, though. It's also like the survival Batman who looks kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, on the motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one's great, too. <laughs> Capullo did some really awesome redesigns as Batman in general. I, I'm always a fan of his like reworks of him. Yeah, I always like how many people can have different takes. Kind of like we're talking with the craft, how like, they just use like, the Catholic school uniform and just did so many different variations on it. <laughs> I guess Batman mm-hmm. does that with his suit, too. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, it's just so many different. And I always love an artist like they're in the Batcave. And they have like almost every single or Batman suit, every bat suit they like the design of present in like display cases. Almost. Yeah, it's kind of like, like that's, that's what I love great. about uh, Into the Spider Verse, just all the different Spider-Man suits in the cases. Mm-hmm. So it's like I like it when they do that in Batman movies or comics too. I guess in the movies they haven't done yeah. that so much, but no, maybe someday they will if we ever get like a Batman that's like Grant Morrison eyes. Like everything that has ever happened to him has actually happened to him. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, let's let's get back to the subject of the movie. We're we're, we're drifting away. <laughs> that's okay. This is like this is the omnibus episode. <laughs> just like oh, all good. Batman. <laughs> good. But I I like I really like all the henchmen in this movie. They really give some <laughs> fun performances. Even like Boombox guy, <laughs> especially Boombox bald uh, handlebar mustache man. <laughs> he rules. Uh, there's a lot, there's this guy with a beret who's pretty funny. Just like all the all the uh, the goons in this had just like definitely seem like they're having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all having a good time, just blasting Prince songs yeah. and kicking ass. And kind of, there's even one at near the end when they're in a helicopter, two of them, and this one of them mm-hmm. just has like these obviously fake teeth that are like really buck toothed and crooked <laughs> and everything. And that's when I realized I'm like, that's what I want to do with this podcast. <laughs> I want I want us to get so big one day that we become we get a cameo. We both get cameos as like a goon henchman in some superhero movie movie. i would love that we're just like wearing some dumb berets and stuff we're like get in the helicopter come (laughs) on (laughs) and just one of us blows up (laughs) that honestly like those are the characters i love i would love to ever be like i am not an actor but it's just like i would love to just have a cameo in a movie just like it just seems so fun yeah that'd be a blast i'd love that too that'd be so cool And we both, like, highly scrutinize our own performances until the day we yeah. died. <laughs> we just constantly go back to it, just completely full of ourselves and just alienate our, our what audience we have. <laughs> they won't stop talking about their cameo in Batman 39. Ooh, Batman 1939? That sounds cool. I, I just kind of spewed that out and that actually does sound good. Super noir Batman. Yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah, geez. I guess... So, Jack Nicholson spends, like, a good third of this movie not as Joker. He's Jack Napier. Um, what are your feelings on that? Because this seem, that seems definitely like a movie creation. Like, whenever they do explore Joker's origins in the comics, it kind of changes up all the time. Like, there's, like, the what's his name? Is it the Red mm. Mask? Red Hood, right? Red Hood. Yeah, there's a bunch of different backstories to him, which I like a lot. I think, let's go Killing Joke. I've probably mentioned this before, but Joker always says, if I have an origin story, I prefer it to be multiple mm-hmm. choice. And it plays with every person's like iteration of his origin story, and I like the idea a lot. I love Batman never knowing who he is; like he's the one mystery he can't solve, and I think that's what makes him more enticing for me as like a bad guy. Whereas uh, in this movie, we know it's Jack Napier. We uh, he knows he's Jack Napier, so a lot of the fear dis- disappears. Where he's like, "I know who you are. I know who you used to be. You're just a ba- you're just a bad dude in a bad suit." Yeah. It becomes very tight in this movie, which um, I don't mind mm. as, like, the first Batman movie. It just seems kind of like, okay, we got to find ways to really make this, like, a definitive Batman movie where it's dark and gritty but very, like, comic booky at the same time. But at the same time, like, at, in the 70s, Batman, I read, like, the Batman comics and in general just, like, kind of waning in popularity. 
They really were. And then uh, I think the 80s, I think late 70s, like this one guy bought the rights and picked it back up and kind of brought him back to his um, noir, like mm-hmm. gothic roots. And it's just been kind of it been a sky skyrocket yeah since like then. before this movie like a couple years before that some produce i'm not gonna look it up but <laughs> they wanted to make a batman in outer space movie <laughs> oh boy so it's just like that back to that classic like adam west like goofy as hell um, mm-hmm. which i still need to see i've seen some of the episodes of the show and i'm like this is pretty fun <laughs> but it is i'm I'm trying to debate if if we do a bonus episode for the for this i'm like we have so many options part of me wants to do like an animated batman movie really bad like return of the joker or mask of the phantasm or yeah i was definitely thinking mask of the phantasm Mm -hmm. but maybe we should leave it to a vote to our audience i like that that. i love that let's do that we'll put a couple things up there do you want to decide mask of the phantasm or batman the movie like the (laughs) 60s one oh yeah see that's good okay we can do between those two yeah, because I just watched Mask of the Phantasm again not too long ago, and despite some things not aging super well, uh, overall, I think it's a really great Batman movie. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm so excited. She's coming back in the in the comics, actually. Her first comic appearance, the Phantasm. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> watching that movie, they just never even say, oh, that's a spoiler, you said her. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But they don't even say the word Phantasm in the movie, which is pretty funny. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> So yeah, he's Jack Napier for a lot of this movie. Yeah, that's, that was my point. It's just like kind of like they thought that the audience would want to know who Joker oh, yeah. is. I, I think in a lot of ways, and it's easier to follow that way. It's like mm-hmm. more classical. He's a gangster slash yeah. maniacal murderer. <laughs> the first homicidal artist. Yeah, exactly. Who loves Prince? <laughs> loves Prince. And loves a big boombox and loves his balloons because he wants <laughs> his damn balloons back. He took my balloons. <laughs> But uh, yeah, what did you think of Jack Nicholson as Joker? I like him. I feel like every single time I see Jack Nicholson, though, I flash back to college where Jacob, past and future guest Jacob Padilla, told me, you look like Jack Nicholson, Connery. And I'm like, no, I don't. And he's like, yes, you do. You look just like Jack Nicholson. And so I can't like look at look at him and be like, I'm kind of like, I don't look like you, Jack Nicholson. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think you really do. But yeah. His I mean, eyes are broken. <laughs> Maybe because, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. I think it's my forehead. I think that's the only thing he was really like. Oh, it's not like you have extremely arched. Like, he had Jack Nicholson's eyebrows are so arched. Yeah, and he's so many exaggerated features about him. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't think it looked like that. Well, we'll have to we'll have to interrogate him in next weekend's episode. That's right, we will. And he'll be like, oh, I remember why I said that to you anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just throws it, sweeps it under the rug. <laughs> But yeah, ultimately, I enjoy him. The gangster Joker isn't my favorite, but it's Jack Nicholson. He doesn't he does an awesome job. He's so much fun. I guess that's like the standard Joker. I don't even know if that's standard in comics, but that just seems like the most like standard because there's like so much gangster stuff in Batman. Very much, especially Batman starting out. He's usually always a gangster in like the beginning, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then like evolves into being something scarier and more like chaos <laughs> and dancing down staircases and all that fun stuff. <laughs> I did like him a lot. Every once in a while when I got a little bored of his performance, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he just has so many good lines. Like, this script mm-hmm. is so good. It is. And uh, one of the co-writers, Sam Hamm, would go on to write, I don't remember exactly which comics, but he would go on to write some of the Batman comics and kind oh, of rejuvenate cool. that. Nice. That makes sense. He has some great dialogue. Yeah, the dialogue's really great. Just so many things, especially that Joker says. Like, Bruce Wayne has some good lines. 
Mm-hmm. Batman has some strange lines at points. <laughs> like, how much do you weigh? And then later on saying, you don't weigh 108 pounds. To yeah, you, you weigh like, a little more than 108 pounds. <laughs> bro, you need to be around people more. <laughs> you gotta get out of your cave. He spends too much time lifting Alfred up and down. <laughs> I guess I guess Bruce Wayne also tells Biggie Bill to shut up later. I'm like, Jesus, dude. Like, he's yeah, he so says, weird. You're a great girl, and I like you. But you need to shut up for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that guy definitely needs to go outside. It's too much. Yeah, he needs to go outside. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like Jack and Joker. I guess having seen more movies, especially back when I saw this movie <clears throat> on cable all the time, I really liked him. I guess we've had more performances of Joker since then. and Of course, our favorite, Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to pick from. I'm about to ask in just a moment, but... Um, especially after seeing so many more movies with Jack Nicholson in it recently, like, um, especially I just watched Witches of Eastwick not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Jack Nicholson definitely has a thing and he's not always as great as I thought he was. And I don't mean that as a knock. He just definitely like any actor I think has a wheelhouse and he's definitely like the weirdo kind of guy. Yeah, I do love him a lot as an actor, but I, like, I can't even really think of who else would be, who else would be a Joker Oh no! Especially at the time, he probably seemed perfect. Yeah, especially at the time, and he like was a big star, you know. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something to draw people in. But yeah. just looking backwards, I'm like, maybe we're just spoiled with uh, Heath Ledger. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of thing for me. Like we're talking about the craft a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. where I almost wish like Nancy was a little more extra and like <laughs> you know cackly or something like that. I, I really yeah. liked her how. Like, that's just not that style of movie, I think, because it's just, like, very 90s witchy movie. Um, so she's more serious and dark. But uh, I do wish at some points, like, I know, I especially know Jack Nicholson can do this, you know. <laughs> but yes. I just wish he was, like, even more wild at points. But maybe that's just in hindsight. Because um, at, at some... <laughs> I also might be reading too much into, like, the back, like, the behind the scenes of this, because <laughs> I think... There's something along the lines where he he wouldn't uh, film any day in any day or night that there was a Lakers game. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Jack Nicholson. Very much, yeah. Like, he's, I kind of remember he's like, okay, yeah, he he does have an obsession with that team. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like going to every single game for like so long. So yeah, I'm just like sometimes like I'm probably just reading too much into his performance at this point. But like sometimes it just seems like he's there and doing like the Jack Nicholson thing, and then mm-hmm. other times he's like really dialed in, especially when the dialogue is so good for him at sometimes like totally <laughs> so so good and weird. <laughs> like does he say never rub another man's rhubarb or is it rob another man's rhubarb? It's never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> yeah, it's like what does that mean? <laughs> I forget who he's talking to, and he says, "Is that Bruce Wayne?" <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he shoots him, but then I guess what happens? He gets away. He, I don't know. he puts like a like a plate, like a, one of those like iron things, like under his shirt while he's oh, talking right. to him before he says, "Let's get nuts." Right. But yeah, what did you? I mean, you just said about how you feel about him. Where would you rank him? Because we can't we can't rank Batman's yet because we have to watch no. the other ones. But we have to rank the Joker though. Yeah. Among the Jokers, I think for me he ranks third in line after. Heath Ledger, and then, um, what's his name? Don't forget Mark Hamill, too. I, I, Hamill. So I literally meant to say Mark Hamill in first, then Heath Ledger, oh. and then, oh. uh, what's his name? Uh, sorry, uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Napier. <laughs> Jack Napier. <laughs> you notice that his name is the same as his own name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it makes it easier for me. <laughs> He's like, same name as me, perfect. Uh, so Mark Hamill's your favorite? Mark Hamill is my favorite Joker, yes, just based on all of his collective works as him. 
Yeah, he just has such a he has such a long run over mm-hmm. everyone else. He very much does. I do love his voice and everything. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, I mean, Heath Ledger, like, he's just so good in Dark Knight. He really is. He's fantastic in that. But I spend the most time with Mark Hamill, and I like his voice. His voice <laughs> is the one I hear in my head when I read anything from the Joker. <laughs> right. Did they ever make a comic of this, like the movie adaptation? They probably they probably did. I feel like it's a hundred percent they they did, but it's just probably somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, not Arthur, Arthur Fleck's not your favorite? Arthur Fleck is not my favorite, because I would argue he's not even the real Joker. <laughs> yeah, he's like the least like Joker, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, even- I had a I had a, a thought where I thought, well, like, okay, maybe this movie could have been better if in the end, instead of like Bruce Wayne him meeting, he meets like another kid at like a birthday party or something. And then when he's going crazy and like on top of that like car in like the burning and like a news crew's filming him and this kid's just sitting there watching the tv and he's just like laughing his ass off and like just kind of the camera just zooming out this kid just laughing i'm like there you go that could be the joker like that's the joker and you're the inspiration oh, for somebody horrible right instead of him talking to not alfred yeah not alfred being and touching bruce wayne's face it's just weird <laughs> again it's just another case of geriatric joker where i'm like it just doesn't make sense in 10 15 years but he crawls in a fridge he crawls in a fridge. He does. I do think Joaquin Phoenix is really good in that movie, but mm-hmm. it's just like, I just don't like the movie. So. No, it's, it's it's just not a Joker movie. It, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's not a movie even about, it's about like society failing somebody, somebody who's obviously disturbed. Oh no, you're going to get all the Phillips heads after us. Um, we've Tyler, we've, we've had that hit on our head for like episode <laughs> one of this show. <laughs> all that listens to us is Phillips heads now. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just write mean reviews about us, but they're obsessed and they can't turn away. I kind of watched this movie in two chunks, and I, I almost forgot the whole party that Bruce Wayne has, and just nobody knows who Bruce Wayne is, so they're just always <laughs> insulting his stuff while he's right next to them, and it's really funny. It's Vicky Vale who's new in town, so I forgive yeah. her for not knowing his exact look, but the guy who lives here and like is a reporter, he should know what Bruce Wayne looks like. Yeah, Knox, played by Ar- Arliss himself, uh, Robert <laughs> Wool. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, oh, it would have been great if Knox was played by Albert Brooks, but it's like he maybe he was too big for like this kind of role at that yeah. point. But I would have loved it. just I just love to see Albert Brooks and things. He would have been like more bombastic about stuff, more cartoony. Absolutely. But this guy was fun. He was like, go to dinner with me? Oh, Vicky, you're wounding me. I thought you were my girl. Come on. Yeah, doesn't he meet her? The first thing he says is, hello, legs. Yeah, he says, hello, legs. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> everyone's just constantly objectifying uh, Vicky, Vicky Bale and telling her to shut up. It's all great. <laughs> it's all good. It's everything a female role should be in a superhero movie. It's so good. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> but hey, Bruce Wayne, maybe it should be Bruce Bane. Bruce Bane. No, oh, that's good too, Bruce Bane. But Bruce Vane. Oh, Bruce Vane. Right, Robert he says Kane. that. He's like, "How do you know about this?" Oh, I bought it. <laughs> I like when the corrupt cop is says, "Shoot to kill." You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yes. I think we understand that you that shoot to kill means shoot to kill. To like kill. it's not a, it's not a euphemism. That's like incriminating. Like we understand what you're saying. There's a direct order in there. <laughs> I'm always upset that every single lieutenant in a Batman movie isn't. Um, Bullock for some reason and it really upsets me isn't Bullock yeah isn't Bullock who is Bullock he's like Gordon's right-hand man in like the uh animated series I think maybe that's when he made his first premiere so maybe I'm being bad and saying like he should be in this movie too but Bullock is like the best lieutenant cop and he hates Batman so like every single time I meet like a lieutenant that's like oh Batman sucks blah 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 it should be all the cops doing this work and we don't need him 
and my mom's like, is it Bullock? And I'm like, no, it's not. And Bullock was a corrupt cop for a while, too, until he finally was like, got his act together. Now that you say that, I'm very interested to see if the new Batman movie has any kind of, like, not sway, but, like, any kind of imprint from current, pol- like, current history, times, you know, politics, mm-hmm. of, like, police brutality and everything. I wonder totally. If I'm not expecting it to address anything, per se, but I'm just wondering if that will now play into it at all since yeah. they're shooting it again. Yeah, make note of it at least because I think it'd be yeah. a really interesting thing to pull from. It might be well, I don't know. It'd be different if Batman was like I can talk to people, but this seems this Robert Patterson Batman seems very fixated on beating the snot out of everybody, <laughs> beating up people with like extreme skull makeup, and that <laughs> that guy with skull makeup being like, "What the hell are you supposed to be?" It's like I don't know, dude. You're just up as a skeleton. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not so that weird. Ask, look point. in the mirror and ask yourself the same question. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like I like Mark Boone Jr. a lot as like the corrupt cop in uh in the Dark Knight series. I think he's just yeah. in the first one. He's in the first one. Begins. Yeah. What they don't like falafel? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is the context of that? He's like at a falafel stand and he buys it and then he he stiffs the guy. He doesn't give him any money and he's like, "Come on, man, I have kids to feed." And then the Uh-oh. corrupt guy says, "Don't they like falafel?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I guess, so Corrupt Cops has always been kind of a thing in Batman, so. Mm -hmm. That's why Batman's, like, semi-even needed, because the cops don't work, and the city's gross, and all that good stuff. There's so many good scenes in this movie, just, like, a lot of just fun visuals. Um, It does get, at certain points, a bit too long, but then I just have to remember that this movie's, like, very operatic, and Mm -hmm. at times spends its time, you know, to get to things, but. Totally. This is super minor, but when Joker falls in the acid vat, <laughs> I like to imagine that when his hand comes up, he does the Terminator thumbs up. <laughs> Dang, it's very Joker <laughs> to do that, I will say. <laughs> but uh, I guess that movie came out three years after this, so it wouldn't make much sense. No. But it's good. I like that he wears like his own skin, original skin color makeup sometimes. So I'm like, that's interesting to me. Yeah, and it makes his mouth look wild because he has like the, the the smile scars, I guess, from yeah. the acid. Sure, mm-hmm. just go with it. You know, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's not necessarily acid. It's like some weird chemical concoction. Like Axis chemicals. They just hey. throw a bunch of random crap in there. For all, for all you big fans out there, it's actually called Ace Chemicals in the comic. Wink. Yeah, I wonder why they changed it. I don't know why either. I was kind of like, why isn't this just Ace? And I'm like, and eh, whatever. It's just, it's something stupid to try to fixate on. Lawsuit? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I always remember this, the dinner scene with Bruce Wayne and Vicky Vale where the table's super long. I always think that's super, I just, that's always funny to me. It'll never not be it funny. How's the soup? <laughs> <laughs> Can you pass the salt? What? <laughs> and then he walks all the way and just walks back. Like, Bruce, yeah. Wayne, is, Bruce Wayne is such a, a weirdo. He in is. This. Like, I want to say, I almost want to say he's like my favorite Bruce Wayne, but I really need to process all the other ones because it's just so strange. He's such a hyper dork. Like he is somebody with definitely with social issues. He's not like the torture, like putting on the act, like I'm a playboy billionaire. Like this is my like for fun thing. I'm good at swooning women, blah, blah, blah. This one, he's just like, I don't know what to do. This is where my parents sat to eat dinner. I suppose this is where we will sit as well. Yeah. You definitely <laughs> believe that uh, nobody knows who he is at his own party. <laughs> Because <laughs> he doesn't make himself known in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's like Christian Bale has that more like douchiness that like I think works in those movies. Because it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's just trying to put people off Bruce Wayne's scent by being a dick all the time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute dick. You burned your own house down. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. Drunk oh, yeah. billionaire burns his own house down. <laughs> so intense. Yeah. Uh, I like Vicky Vale in this, though. She's good. Yeah, she is good, and she's even like a good. She's a good reporter and photographer, mm-hmm. and she even yes. like <laughs> she even saves Batman by 
using her flash <laughs> and i just like how she's taking pictures from like above like she has her she's just hiding and is taking pictures like above the little precipice <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey that's a great cover story honestly yeah. batman fighting people in an alley mm-hmm. she never turns in those pictures though does she not no because uh Knox asks her what about your picture of batman she's like eh. and she just walks away she's like, i'm <laughs> dating him now <laughs> yeah there's that one scene when jack nicholson goes through all the all the magazines he's like crap 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 and, and then he gets to the war pictures <laughs> crap crap mega crap <laughs> it's just jay jonah and vicky bale instead of uh instead of peter parker <laughs> maybe jay jonah jameson was channeling the joker the before times yeah i like that that one man burns into a skeleton because of the buzzer yes. it's very tim burton that's just like straight beetlejuice <laughs> absolutely and then jack has that whole conversation with him <laughs> yeah <laughs> and everyone else is just looking at him and one of them's like you're crazy man it's like you think <laughs> yeah it's like no <laughs> i love the whole not only just the commercial that joker has for smilex and everything that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's so much fun but just when like the newscaster becky or whatever she just starts laughing over this really morbid news it's so right. hilarious it's <laughs> great it's very fun. joker and then it cuts back to them later and they're just really gross and smelly and like the guy has pimples and like because <laughs> they can't use makeup or like hair <laughs> conditioner or anything yeah. it's like oh man i guess you're right like everyone would look a lot grosser if like yeah. we didn't have anything but it's just so goofy yeah so he's like we can't use anything uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's just a lot of great great bits in this whole thing i, I love joker calling himself a homicidal artist it's just, it just plays so much to every iterate iteration of him to come in my opinion yeah he he likes to destroy all the art and graffiti on it except for that one that's all spooky yeah he's like keep this one i like it and then his plan to like feed off the greed of gotham by throwing 20 million dollars into the streets and then gas everybody <laughs> Yeah, he loves his gas. But hey, Vicky Vale avoids the gas and doesn't die in the art museum because she wears her mask, people. Oh, yes, she does. She's smart enough. Even when a homicidal maniac gives her a mask, she wears it. Yeah. I, I'm just going through like the little design things of this, but what did you think about the Batmobile? I like it. I'm, always, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the 80s one. It's probably one of my favorites. My first favorite is probably from the animated series. I like the design of that one. It's kind of like the 80s one meets uh, something maybe something else but it's just a little sleeker and i like yeah, it a little it's like better more, po- more pointy i guess it mm-hmm. has like more wings on it i guess yeah it has more wings has more i guess more audaciousness which might actually be my style but <laughs> i definitely do like this i like the jet engine in the back it's, it's just fun <laughs> yeah and uh oh yeah i'm looking at the uh animated series one yeah i love the big jet in the back um mm-hmm. it's very gothic i guess you could say and yeah. it just basically just looks like a big coffin <laughs> it does <laughs> big coffin mobile big coffin <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember being taken to the Tumblr that much. I thought it was just kind of like, okay, because it just looked like a big tank to me. Yeah, it was cool at the time because it was very like mid 2000s chic and that mm-hmm. like, it's just like <laughs> war in Afghanistan style. Exactly. So it was like, oh, very modern and like almost commenting in its own way on stuff. But mm-hmm. now I'm just like, meh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, eh. The, the new one looks pretty cool. I, I kind of don't really remember Ben Affleck's. Yeah. I remember it being similar to the animated series one. I almost just want to look up a picture of it. What does he say to Superman before he drives off? He's just like, I'm going to beat you up. He says something funny. <laughs> it's something stupid like, I'm going to beat you up later. <laughs> <laughs> um, the new one looks pretty cool, though. It's basically just like a... It's like a souped up hot rod. Yeah, it looks pretty fun. And I have a feeling that it might change over the movie. Yeah, totally. But I definitely don't think he'll have, like, the bat submarine or anything in this one. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Oh, speaking of which, should we talk about that now? Just <laughs> Robert Pattinson, the rumors and everything? 
that he's really sad and he feels like he can't do anything and he eats tuna fish out of a can. Yeah, he just puts hot sauce in a tuna can. This is, uh, what, what magazine was that? But there's just rumors that, I mean, this is all rumors, speculative and everything. It's just funny that, like, this could be a thing, but just, they just keep sending him home because he's not exercising and stuff. <laughs> yeah. He's just sad. Yeah. I mean, I'm there with him. All this COVID mm-hmm. stuff sucks. I'm looking at the Batman v Superman Batmobile. I don't like it. It looks like an RC car. It's like two guns mounted to the hood of it. I'm like, I don't like this. This isn't Batman. Oh, yeah. It does. It looks like the most like an RC car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least this Batmobile, it has guns that come out. So it's like super sleek. Yeah. When he... And I, I like this one can like turtle up too in the 80s. Or it just like has the armor shielding all <laughs> yeah. over. Like it can't move, but it just goes like shunk. <laughs> and uh, Batman definitely murders a lot of people. He at least kills them. He at least kills them, yeah. Inadvertently blows up the whole... Well, he very intentionally blows up the whole factory. (laughs) Yeah, he drops (laughs) bombs outside of his car that he's not even in. Yeah, he's like, ha-ha. And I know know you don't like it when Batman kills people. No, I've never been a fan of it. I think it goes against his principles. I don't care what any director or creator of comics says. I always think it's really, really wrong, and I think it goes against what the character is. But hey, like the great Zack Snyder said, and I quote, Someone says to me, Batman killed a guy. I'm like, fuck, really? Wake the fuck up. I guess that's what I'm saying. Once you've lost your virginity to this fucking movie, and then you come and say to me something about, like, my superhero wouldn't do that, I'm like, are you serious? I'm, like, down the fucking road on that. It's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are still innocent. My heroes didn't fucking lie to America. My heroes didn't embezzle money from their corporations. My heroes didn't fucking commit any atrocities. That's cool, but you're living in a fucking dream world. But that's what these are. (laughs) Quote Zack Snyder (laughs) on Batman killing people. I remember when he says that, I was I was like, wow, this is a lot. And I think you have your own issues you need to kind of sort through right now. I, I just always paraphrase it as him being like, <laughs> you think Batman didn't kill people, then you're a baby. Like, <laughs> That's what he's basically saying. If you don't think he kills people, you're a baby. And I'm like, well, I don't know. That's why the Punisher exists. I don't, yeah. I'm like, he's more tortured than that. And that's why his life is so hard. Like, he could kill the Joker and it'd be over, but he can't do it. And that's why it's a horrible, torturous experience for his existence. <laughs> Yeah, well, feel free to bleep out all the F-bombs or the bat-bombs that he uses to kill everybody with. <laughs> but I think I've just made Jacob mad if he, if he listens to this. Well, he, he I think that 300 is the only thing he really respects from Zack Snyder. <laughs> I don't know. We'll ask him next week. Yeah, and Watchmen, too. I know he likes the director's cut of Watchmen. I, I do like the death scene of, of the Waynes in this. Like, I know mm. that's in every single Batman movie, basically. I thought we weren't going to get that at first. I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, oh, right. And then I, Jack Napier's the killer in that. So I was like, okay. Because it's not, like, super shaky or anything, but it is very dreamlike. It's almost, like, Lynchian mm. in a way. It does, and, um, yeah. Especially so, the young version of Jack Nicholson they cast. Yeah, right. They just gave him the eyebrows. I'm like... This is the things I talk about where it's just like, hey, remember when they didn't just CG someone younger and they didn't look horrifying? They just mm-hmm. cast another actor in and people could understand that it was the same character. Yeah, and just believe it and be like, yeah, sure, I'm fine <laughs> with that. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. You don't need Johnny Depp as like an 18-year-old when he's 55 now or whatever. Monsters. But I like that, you know, the pearls fall on the ground, but it's it's more so they put more emphasis on just the popcorn falling down on the ground. Yeah, it's like the popcorn more so than the pearls, exactly. But yeah, it's still good. It's good. It's it's short, too. It's not really long. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. It doesn't, like, overstay its welcome. But I mm-hmm. like how dream, dream-like it was. Yeah. Is there any other, like, uh, little sequences you wanted to bring up? Hmm. Let me see. I like the very ending because I thought it was kind of funny that, obviously, the Dark Knight took a lot of inspiration from, like, Joker and Batman's final fight when they're 
kind of like a reverse thing where in the Dark Knight, Batman has Joker suspended upside down and he has yeah. that like crazy hair. And Jack Nicholson kind of has like the crazy hair on top of like the skyscraper with Batman and Vicky yeah. Vale hanging off the very edge. Oh man, he has so many good goof, goofs and gags at this part. Oh yeah, he really does. <laughs> he gets punched in the mouth and then he has like the fake dentures. Yeah. Or when Vicky Vale throws water in his face, he goes, I'm melting! Oh yeah, melting! yeah a little earlier. That's all funny. And then uh, he's just like, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses. He just has all the gags suddenly at the very end. Yeah. So many gags. And then he has the fake hand and Vicky Vale almost mm. falls down. It's like, man, he saved <laughs> all the gags for the end of the movie. He did. But I thought that part was fantastic. I like a lot, even like the theme idea of like Batman's holding onto a gargoyle and the city doesn't, it doesn't let him fall. But then when Joker like grabs onto a gargoyle, it breaks off and falls. I'm like, in the way, Gotham saves Batman and Gotham kills the Joker. Yeah, it gets like tied to his leg or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, what are you laughing at? <laughs> yeah, and then the gargoyle's laughing because it's going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, 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 this whole last scene feels a little slow to me. But I love the architecture and everything, and I just have to put in mind that it's, like, just very gothic and operatic, like I said, especially this ending scene, because they're just going up a giant bell tower, like a giant yeah, ch cathedral a church. or whatever. Yeah. It just reminds me of, like, like 1920s versions of, like, Hunchback of Notre Dame, like, these very, like, <laughs> those are just, like, the most gothic, like, you know, they're slow-paced, and totally. just, mon like, that's how they build all the suspense and, like, monstrosity of it and everything, and, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I really, I, I, I do really appreciate that. Like, uh, Phantom of the Opera 2, the 20s one. Yes. Not the Russell Crowe one? Wait, Phantom of the Opera? No, no, no. It's not Russell Crowe. What's his name? Um, Is it Gerard Butler? Gerard Butler. I'm sorry. Gerard Butler, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah. No, Russell Crowe's uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Come on, man. <laughs> You're right. And Javert. <laughs> and Javert. Wait, is he Javert? Yeah, he's Javert. He is Javert. Uh, there's even the, the little Joker pistol that says bang. Yeah, I love that. That's one of my favorite gags always. He's like, till death do his party. He's going to shoot himself. It's just this bang. And he just laughs. And he's like, ah, she like faints. He just has so many props near the end of the movie. He really mm. backloads it, but I like it. It's good. It's honestly great. Uh, there, that whole last fight scene is so good. Nicole Kidman, does she play Vicky Vale and she becomes Batwoman in the new ones? Or not the new ones, like... Uh, Catwoman? Oh, wait. No, Joel, the Joel Schumachers. Isn't Nicole Kidman in those and she's like Batwoman or something? With, or is that just Val Kilmer? They're all blending together in my head. No, she's just uh, like a reporter. Oh, I thought she became Batgirl or something. No, from uh, Clueless. That doesn't help me. <laughs> you haven't seen Clueless? I haven't seen Clueless, no. Wow, too bad it's not a franchise. I'm Clueless about Clueless. I always forget it's adapted from Emma. Like, Clueless is based on a Jane Austen book. Oh, shit, that's fun. Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Oh, okay. She plays back that that girl. Okay, cool. I thought it was and, Nicole Kidman for some reason. No, she isn't Batman Forever, but she is like she's not a supervillain or anything. She mm. is just like a reporter, I think. Is she Vicky Vale again? She's no, she's Doctor Chase Meridian. Doctor Chase Meridian. Nobody I ever heard of. It's a very Schumacher name. Maybe it's a deep cut comic reference. Probably not. Probably. <laughs> what do you think about the end of? I thought that. Vicky wasn't going to be dating Bruce Wayne at the end of all this because I was like, oh, Batman ends up alone after all these movies, but she is, and they and they actually keep, they're actually dating in the end of the movie. I was surprised. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. That's like, I guess that's maybe the '80s of this and like the early superhero movie of this, where it's very like wrapped with a bow. Mm -hmm. And I guess you know maybe they didn't know that there would ever be a sequel. It's like, well, yeah. this does well, of course, but it is still kind of a risk to to have totally. a Batman movie. Mm -hmm. So they're just like, yeah, let's just wrap it all up and. There's no, like, to be continued or anything. No, it's absolutely not. It's just the end. Batman saves the day. He's got the girl. Everything's good. Yeah, it's pretty wrapped up. 
I don't think she's in the second one at all. I don't remember no. what if they just have that explained in a line at all, even where it's like, oh, we broke up. We broke but, up. Probably we broke up, and now I want to date Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, not the penguin. Not the penguin. Maybe he has some <laughs> desires for the penguin, but his his penguin army. His penguin army. I'm excited to watch that one again. I only watched yeah. Returns like equally once, so I'm excited to revisit that. That movie like cost twice as much, I think, and made like a lot less. Um, it was still like a, a success, but I think it just weirded out a lot of people. It's it's like his weird one where they're like, Tim Burton, do you want to come back? And he's like, yeah, sure, but I'm going to make it weird. And they're like, oh, you can't be that weird. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that was his thing. He's like, I got to do it more weird. And they're like, okay. And then it was just like, this is a little disturbing. Yeah. But yeah, I wish Billy Dee Williams had more to do in this movie. And I wish he was. Mm-hmm. Two-Face. Yeah. Especially since like. I think Tommy Lee Jones is fine, but I guess he just really hated Jim Carrey on that movie. Yeah, I remember those, reading those reports that he did not like Jim Carrey at all. I think we covered this movie pretty pretty good. The last I thing I so. just wanted to say is that I, I like the Blues Brothers-esque car pileup. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, that is a multi-car pileup destruction scene. That is like just such an 80s thing where it's just like, yeah, giant physical stunt of just all these cars crashing constantly and like cabbages flying everywhere. Yep. It's to the point where I almost expected Biff to just be flying in the air and landing in a truck of like of horse crap. Oh man, way to bring it back to Back to the Future. I would have loved that. Oh uh, boy, yeah, I feel like we covered it really well. I- I'm excited to keep on going through our lovely trip to the Batman's. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't have too many complaints. You know, Commissioner Gordon doesn't have much to do in this. That's no. fine, though. I think everything's pretty well-paced. Again, it's just very gothic and, like, it's not horror per se, but it it's so much atmosphere in this movie. Yes. That, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I it's the have, Tim Burton vibe. Yeah, a new appreciation for this. Mm-hmm. Same seas. I'll be interested to see how we rank the four of these because uh, oh, yeah. they, they're all definitely, especially the divide between Burton and Schumacher is, is pretty big. Um, yeah, there's going to be a... There's gonna be a strong tone shift. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really have a game. I guess we ranked a bunch of different things in this. We, I feel like we played a bunch of games scattered throughout this, so yeah. I think we're good in that regard. Well, uh, I guess on that note, do you have anything to plug? Well, if you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, you might want to check out Starship Impala. It's an actual play role-playing podcast hosted by myself and four other amazing friends. Over 100 hours of content waiting for you to devour. What about you, Tyler? Uh, You can follow me at Twain's. On Instagram, T-W-A-Y-N-E-D, where I'm just mm-hmm. always posting photos from photo shoots I've done. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Tiny Vice. If you want me to see me, I don't know. I don't don't follow me on Twitter. It's not that interesting. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. You guys post some funny stuff sometimes. <laughs> uh, do that. Follow us at Franchise Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and just the franchise. On we have a Facebook group and email us at the Franchise Podcast at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for the poll. I guess we'll put it up on Instagram to see mm-hmm. whether you guys would rather watch, uh, would rather have us do an episode on Mask of the Phantasm or the 60s Batman with Adam West movie. Uh, we'll do it on Instagram, but also feel free to email us in, in your your idea for that or uh, tweet at us. Just any way you want, we'll yeah, anyway. collect them and we'll do it. Mm, obviously, you all don't do the email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've gotten a single email. <laughs> Not even spam. Not even spam. Thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Viverka and Nick Viverka for our music. And on that note, Bob Gun. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> you didn't say you're fired, but still. <laughs> yeah. Bob Gunn. Alright, goodbye everybody. <laughs> <laughs>